What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You could find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Before we get started tonight, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. The NBA, the XFL are still going strong. We got draft coming up. Uh, so whatever your passion is, make sure you head over to Bet Online to take care of all of your betting needs. You can put in the promo code BLUEWIRE with your first deposit, and you will get a 50% sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. No Evan tonight. He is uh, otherwise uh, dis- <laughs> disposed, so we uh, we had to call in the righty from the bullpen. We have Mike Metzger. I don't know that anybody really calls him that, though. It's Moose. Yeah, it's some Moose. Mike, Mike. I was like – Parents don't even call me Mike. I literally I, – I looked it up before because I was like, you know what? I, I know it's Metzger, but I couldn't remember if it was Mike or not. So I was like, let me just – let me give, you know, give the, just, give the real name for the people. Yeah, that's all, that's all right. Yeah, I'm Mike Metzger, but it's also my dad. Just call me the Moose. <laughs> you don't have to call me the Moose when you're talking. You can just say Moose. But if I'm going to refer to myself in the, in the first person or third person – it's going to be the moose. Yeah, I think I think that's totally fair. Um, you should uh, you should probably already be following him on Twitter, but if you're not, he is at the Mooseonomics. He's been on the show, I think three three I think previous this is our times. Third. Is, there, there, three, this, is this my fourth? Something around there. Um, it's in my third or fourth. Yes. Never it's disappoints. Always, never disappoints. Always exciting. Always love being here. <laughs> And, uh, of course, he runs a little site called Fantasy National. He has this, uh, this game, this new game that we're going to uh, chat about to start off the show here. Uh, but before we do that, what's going on, Moose? How are we doing? Doing really good. Really good. Uh, it's just kind of been a fun year. To, uh, I don't know. I, I've told you, but I quit my day job. I'm working Fantasy National full time right now. Um, I got to the point where I, I sold air conditioners wholesale for a living. So, and I was like, okay, would I rather work on golf stats or air conditioners and furnaces? I mean, and that's, that's virtually Sophie's choice. Yes. It, it really was tough. And I did a lot of soul searching. Like, you know what? I love, I love air conditioners, but they don't have the personality of golfers. And so, so we're, we're going this way and it's, it's my second passion, you know, next to heating and AC. But no, it's it's been fun. It's been kind of a wild ride, you know. Just getting ready, got a podcast out, got a new game out, redoing the entire back end of Fantasy National. So we got some cool things coming down the pipe there. So yeah, it's been good time. How you been? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm good. We're just uh, we're we're dodging coronavirus up here in New York right now. So we're just. Trying to trying trying to stay healthy and stay away from all these coughing people, but um, other than that, it's uh, it's been good. It's a we're off to a good good start this year. Um, we're finally getting into you know the real meat of the schedule now with the players this week. Uh, so that's that's always good. Um, I feel like in in January it's a little bit tough to get started sometimes with the golf content, and now that we're really rolling, it's uh, it's it's a lot more fun. Yeah, you know, I, I am going to say I'm a little nervous for this episode here because normally with Evan on, like if ever there's like an awkward silence, you just make fun of Evan and like things <laughs> I mean, start going smoothly. We, we could still do that. I could still make fun of him. I make fun oh, yeah. of him when he's not on all the time. I know, but he's not here to like 
say something dumb back to let you just keep piling on. <laughs> he's the, and he's also never going to listen to this, so it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. If we, oh, he's one we of those say. guys. I don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> I want to keep the art pure. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a real artist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the impression I get. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I couldn't think of a better word to describe Ev. Um, but uh, real, real quick, before we jump into the slate, why don't you, uh, why don't you give the elevator pitch for the, uh, the fantasy Nassau, Nassau.golf, uh, this whole deal? Because it's, it's something that me and a few people have tried and we're really enjoying it so far. Okay, so quick elevator pitch on it is that, first of all, more adults play golf than any other sport. They actively play the game. They have money. They have influence. You know, they love the game. Almost all of them play fantasy football, but none of them play fantasy golf. Not none of them, but a very small percentage of them. And you've got one and done where you can pick one guy every week, and that's a fun game. I play one and done. Love it. But if your guy's not in the hunt on the weekend, you have really nothing to get excited about. Yep. And so I wanted to create a game that's simple, that's exciting for guys who are super hardcore into DFS, but also a game that you can get your buddies who love golf but don't want to go through the hassle of picking six guys every week, want to be able to follow action specifically. So we came up with NASA. Like if you play golf on the golf course with four buddies, a lot of times you'll have a, a NASA match, which is four ball, so it's match play. And in NASA, you – there's basically three matches for every round. There's a match for the front nine, a match for the back nine, and a match for the whole 18 holes. And that's basically how the game works is there's three points available each round. In this game, it's a four-person game. You've got a partner, which is a little bit different for fantasy stuff because it's not entirely in your own control, right? You kind of have to rely on your partner. Yep. And it's your two players going against your opponent's two players but where you kind of lose the control you gain in the, you've got this four person match going and there's a lot of shit talking that can go on. Like if I'm just playing against you in fantasy football and I'm like, Oh, your team sucks, blah, blah, blah. And if you're not like giving it back, I just kind of feel like I'm cyber bullying you. But when you got four guys going, it's a lot easier to throw trash and throw shade. And then even if like, even if you're getting smoked, then you can start talking trash to your opponent. Or your partner, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why did you pick him? You suck. You got (laughs) me on my back, you know? So, and what's awesome about it is that you've got, you've condensed this whole, you know, 140 person field down to four players and they're all going off at different times. So as these guys are going off, you know exactly which score you need your guys to make on every hole. You know, if, if your guy's the last guy to go through and everybody's made a par on this hole and you know that if your guy makes a birdie, you win both that nine and the 18, it gets a lot more exciting and it's a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. So while I'm getting at this, if you go to nasa.golf this week, set up a match for the players, invite three friends. We're giving away two free lifetime memberships to fantasy national. It takes you literally three minutes to set the whole thing up. Again, you pick one guy every week, get guys that aren't huge into DFS, get them playing, and I guarantee you're going to have a good time. Yeah, and if you only have two other friends, shoot me a, shoot me a DM, and I'll, I'll hop in there to, to be your fourth if you're listening to this and you want to give it a shot. 
Yeah, I guess I'll do it too. <laughs> no, it really, it really is fun. It's a, it's just another sweat. It's like you can, you can, uh, you can sort of mental health hedge and uh, play a guy who you faded in DFS if you if you feel so inclined, um, and you can you can really have some fun with it. I was saying before we hit record that uh, me and a couple of my buddies are doing it, and um, it's definitely like you said, sort of a low low entry barrier you don't need to make us uh line up with a salary cap and figure all that stuff out you can just you know click on a guy you want to root for for the week and call it a day so definitely definitely a cool format i'm looking forward to seeing where you uh where you take it and um yeah it's uh it's it's, it's kind it's of a throwback stuff. not to keep going on this but it's kind of a throwback to fantasy football honestly like yeah you know back in the days where it's just everybody's on yahoo you're figuring out what the game is on the side so like i have one league where i'm playing with my buddies and it's five dollars per point every week so there's a possible of 12 points so the worst you can do is lose 60 bucks i have another league with uh the tour junkies actually where we're playing one dollar per point for an entire season and you got to pay up the ladder. So just where it ends up there. But you can kind of set it up however you want. The whole game is 100% free to play. Right. It's just basically there because I like playing it with my buddies and thought I'd make it available to everybody else. Yeah, for sure. That's how, that's how the best stuff starts. It's uh, it's very similar to, uh, to I don't know if you saw the Omni Fantasy thing going around uh, with Ben Gretsch, but uh, he – he's been playing this game with his buddies where you basically draft just teams and uh, it's basically like futures. Mm. Um, and it's uh, he, you know, he, he just built out a site just to play it for fun and released it. And a lot of people are getting into it. So all this kind of stuff that you kind of do naturally with your friends when it's, if it's in one place and they're keeping score for you, people are going to come to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So that yeah, definitely, definitely a good time. We've uh, we've enjoyed it so far uh, in our little group chat, and how definitely excited, looking forward to hopping how, into more. How excited are you for the players? This is the biggest. It's it's the best, man. It's uh, it's it's one of those things where you just sort of it's just like on the calendar. Like you figure out when it is. I, I got a birthday coming up on Monday, so it's like birthday weekend. We happy got, birthday! Yeah, man. So we're uh, it, it's now that it's switched back to March. It's always right around my birthday, so it's definitely always a good time. I Have love that it's over. back in March. Oh yeah, it's it's so much better. the The schedule in general, I think, is mostly mostly good, just because it's kind of rapid fire. We just we get one of these big tournaments every month, and we uh, we always have some some big contest coming up on DraftKings and something else to look forward to. For sure. Uh, real quick, before we, before we hit this, uh, the segments for this week, I just want to shout out Roadkill5000 who, uh, who took down the Listener League. Um, pretty much had it in the bag the entire weekend. I think he was a good 20, 25 points clear of everybody um, for the entire week. He, he steered clear of the Sung Kang destruction which uh i fell victim to i was leading the mini max on saturday afternoon uh before kang decided to drench every ball that he had in his bag (laughs) so that was fun um all right so let's uh let's jump into our buy or sell for this week we're gonna start with rory mcelroy obviously he comes in as the most expensive golfer in the field 
uh, on a little bit of a heater, one might say. Um, but that's obviously going to come with some ownership as well this weekend. What are your thoughts uh, generally on how Rory's playing? And are you willing to, uh, to deal with this chalk this week? Oh, I mean, first of all, let's run down his last 10 starts. He's got a fifth at the Arnold Palmer, fifth at WGC Mexico, fifth at the Genesis, third at the Farmers, first at the HSBC, third at the Zozo, first at the Tour Championship. So those are just his last starts. Maybe not 10, but, oh, he did take a 19th. God, he sucks at the BMW. And then he went sixth and fourth. Yeah, so, but the dude cannot finish it off he is the worst sunday golfer (laughs) on the planet it's so am i gonna i I don't know what i mean i suck at at dfs (laughs) i mean like i really do like when it comes to this stuff it's like i'm probably gonna play him this week just because i mean and i don't suck i'm like literally a tread water player um I, i don't that's significantly better than most people who are redepositing every three weeks. So, so that's, so that's, so to me, like I put in $500 at the beginning of the year and it'll get me through the year and I'll play about a hundred dollars a week. So right. yeah. I'm playing a hundred dollars a week. I have $500 bankroll and that'll get me through the year. So I'm not losing my ass, but I'm not like, you know, that's not why I stopped selling air conditioners. Let's just say that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's, it, it, you know, it, there's a whole, there's a large conversation to be had there in general. But I think if you're, if you're mostly just break even, and for the most part, you're playing GPPs and just trying to, you know, treating it as a lottery ticket, I think that like break even is, is totally a reasonable outcome because it's hard to win these, this, these top heavy GPPs. Like I just said, I, I've been experimenting a little bit with, playing 150 lineups and I had at one point, you know, my quote unquote winnings on Saturday afternoon was like over three K I had like six of the top 12 lineups in the mini max. And I finished winning $94 with my $75. So it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit of a swing with, you know, whatever it ends up being 25% of the prize pool as first place. And then it drops pretty rapidly after that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for finding your games. Now I, I don't play much cash. I just play kind of GPPs. I don't play the mega ones. What I like to do is I like to find the ones that, so let's say there's a $3 20 entry max. that has got 35,000 entries in it. But once that one gets close to filling, they'll create a second one. That's like yeah. 2000 entries yep. with the same max. I like getting in that one. Because oh, it's sure. a lot easier to get up into the top tier of that one than it is. You know, I mean, you might be in second place in that one where you'd be 50th place in the 35,000. Yeah, for sure. My, I, in NFL, I do that a ton too. Um, I, think, I think there's definitely, there, there's definitely something to be said for that that people don't really pay a ton of attention to. You know, if you're, if you're putting 20 lineups into these tens of thousands of entries, you're already kind of behind the eight ball. Um, but if you can, if you could find something that's in your comfort zone and there's less entries, I, I always prefer going less entries. You obviously forfeit, you know, some, some ceiling, but you're gaining 
a hell of a lot of floor uh, comparatively. So I, I can definitely get on board with that. I um, have significantly derailed you here now. So what are your thoughts on Rory? <laughs> no, it's fine. I believe me. I, I know, I know the drill here where I'm, I'm going to do my best to keep it on the rails, but you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Um, as, as far as Rory goes, you know, I have this, I have this power ranking score. Um, it's basically, you know, how a golfer would be expected to score compared to an average golfer per round. And he's at like two, almost 2.4 strokes under par. And the next closest guy is Justin Thomas. And he's like, like 1.8 under like it's it's absurd the the distance that Rory has put between himself and the rest of the field um at least you know as far as this metric goes so um I ran the optimizer uh on it's still in beta it hasn't been released yet on on Rotoviz but even though he's the most expensive guy it put him in 99 out of 100 lineups this week so Well, uh, it really, it really wanted me to, to jam him in this week. <laughs> um, interesting. So that, that's just interesting too. Like, do you, do you edit this at all? No, I'll just yeah. go on. Okay. We'll just go on then. Continue moving. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to be playing him. I will, I will likely be. I would say maybe double double the field ownership, um, depending on what it gets to. Like last week, I, th- I think across the industry, people underestimated what his ownership was going to be. I had him projected for like twenty five percent. I saw some other places have him around like around there, maybe up to like twenty seven, twenty eight, and he just like obliterated everything. Like I think he was thirty six percent in the mini max. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see, but I will definitely be overweight on him. Um, I, I think we had him at around thirty-four. We had him around thirty-four. If you look at the actual lineup construction, but yeah, see what do we have, Rory? At here we have him at about twenty-six right now. If you look at actual, yeah, I I have him. I just ran um, like quick, no input from me, and I have him at twenty-three right now. So. Um, I think that probably creeps up as as the next couple of days go on before before lock, but we will uh, we will definitely see. Um, what about what about DJ man? I mean, he's ten thousand down to ten thousand dollars now. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't really know what to make of him. I I don't think he's like just outright fadeable, but I don't really see a situation where I'm going to. Um, you know, prioritize him in lineups. I think there's just too many guys around him that I trust uh, quite a bit more. Are you, uh, are, what, what are your thoughts generally on DJ this year so far? He's, he's sort of been all over the place. Well, he's only had one top 10 cents on the PGA tour since May of last year. First of all, which is not crazy great. to think. No, I mean, not, not even not great, but just, no, sorry, too. He had a, he was 10th at the Genesis yeah. and 7th at the Tournament Champions. Tournament Champions, which, obviously. That uh, doesn't even count. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the last, uh, other than that, he had a second at the PGA Championship. What I'm seeing is that, well, first of all, at WGC Mexico, he looked completely lost with his putter. I mean, he yeah. was 
they showed him on the putting green on Golf Channel. And it was like his shoulder was coming up, and he was looking on like these three-foot putts. I don't know if it's a drill he was working on, but he lost six strokes putting there. He's lost strokes in three of his last five events. No, sorry. Two, four of his last six events on approach. So, yeah. which, which just, I mean, if, if you're not, if you're not figuring out your putter and you're not hitting your approaches, that's not really a recipe for success. Well, well Andy's, Andy's lost on around the green too on half yeah. of those rounds too. Yeah. So, I like, that's the thing we were talking about. Oh, you know what? I'm not a millionaire, like DraftKings golf player, but golf's so tough. You can't ever just go, Oh, I'm going to, compl- you know, don't play this guy because he has no chance. Cause Nobody would be surprised if he showed up with the top, you know, but is it probable this week? I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say, yes, I think he's going to top five. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I personally would rather wait to pay, you know, this price for him after he's done something special, at least once recently. Yeah. And I mean, if you, he's, I saw him, I saw people floating around like, him around like 25 28 to one just just throw five bucks on him and fade him in dfs and just make up for it if if he ends up winning basically. yeah for sure um yeah because i i don't i don't really see i don't see a floor in his performance right now like he could he could just eject like you if there's a if there's a course that's played regularly on tour that really tests like you have to whatever you're doing well you have to do at this particular place it's cpc sawgrass like you need to you need to have something working very well for you and if you're missing it on approach and you're not putting well i I just i don't see how you i don't see how you ever overcome that at this track personally yeah no that's 100 percent right and actually in the last seven Seven events he's played, only two of them he gained more than two strokes off the tee. Right, which is so, which is a unheard of for him. Like that's that's not good for uh you know like a a fiftieth in the world kind of guy. But for for DJ, that's a significant significant drop off. Yeah, so I'm not playing him. Uh, it might be a great contrarian play, but you know what? Everybody in the field can t- technically win. So, yeah, and as, you know, as of right now, I mean, Fanshare has him as the sixth most tagged golfer. So, I don't even know about the uh, the the ownership discount that we're that we're gonna get. I I would say he's probably low-ish in that range, but overall, I think he's still gonna carry some ownership so So i'm not i'm not really all that familiar with the tagging part but like so if i tweet out that dj sucks does that count and it's like oh his ownership's gonna be good um potentially it could the the sentiment is 88 percent positive though so he's being talked about that's a little bit lower than than some of the other guys uh up at the top whereas like kepka is the ninth most tag golfer but his sentiment is like 60 percent positive so um we we have we have dj between 10 percent and 12 percent ownership so i don't i mean you're it's not like you're going to get him at like 0.3 percent but right 10 percent right. on dj at ten thousand. most weeks you'd take it so there is that game you could play yeah for sure i think 
I think you get good if you get good top five odds somewhere or good outright odds. I think you you throw a fiver on it and you. Uh, I'm I'll be calling it a day. I'll probably if I'm gonna do 150 again this week. I'll probably have them in three lineups. Like that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is the mini max? What's the mini max entry there? It's it's just 50 cents a lineup. So okay, seven, so okay, 75 bucks. Yeah, it's nice. It, it gives you some more outs. Um, you know, I I usually was playing the birdie. Um, so for 15 bucks, I get an extra 130 lineups. I feel like that's that's a a nice way to to build in a little bit of a a floor there. Um, how many guys do you typically use when you're doing that? Um, I usually have, I, I'm a little bit different than, than a lot of the guys, uh, that play 150. I go pretty heavily on, I'll do like four or five guys that I rotate through as like a core and have them in like 60 to 80% of my lineups. And then I'll have another, maybe I use 40 guys total, 35, 40 guys total between those lineups. Cool. Yeah, so it it's everybody does it a little bit differently. I know, like, uh, what's your, what's your logic behind that? Like, what's your like kind of what have you found, and why has that become your sweet spot? I I figure you're we're looking to we're looking to hit the top, right? So if you if you spread yourself out, say you have I don't know twelve guys at thirty percent, you're you're relying on all these other combinations to get right. So I, I narrow it down. And if those four or five core guys that I have make the cut, then I need, you know, two guys on the either. And it doesn't even have to be the expensive guys that I'm playing heavily. I just need two of, you know, another combination in that lineup to sort of hit and you're looking at a high finish. So um, I'm sort of embracing embracing the variance a little bit with uh since it's a gpp but Mm -hmm. a lot of guys have success doing it the total opposite and just hoping that they hit on the right combination somewhere yeah no no that's a i don't i don't do a lot of 150 i should start doing that one though that kind of sounds like fun yeah it's it's good to good to get your feet wet a little bit in it i like i said like i'm in nfl i'm a single entry and a three entry person so Mm -hmm even building 20 lineups is a transition for me in PGA. And I was this year, I was like, you know what? I I don't want to keep screwing around with the 20 lineups thing. It's, it's basically the same, same amount of money to experiment a little bit. So why not, why not give it a shot this year? And, and so far I've been, uh, I think I've been profitable for the last five weeks. So um, that's awesome. It's, you know, it helps when you, it helps when those core guys hit because the, the week that I was not profitable was just a complete disaster because I think I had two of those five like core guys miss the cut and it was just a disaster. So I am. Yeah. I am actually coming off my worst DFS golf week ever, ever. So nowhere to go, but up. That no, nowhere to go, but up, <laughs> but it was, it was laughable. I had two zero of six lineups and I don't think I had one of my 20 lineups crack the top 50%. Like it was, it happens, man. You, you have like, you have a couple of combinations that, that miss and they're just in the wrong places and you're just done for. Yeah. So, you know, I do that 43 K challenge on Twitter. So what we yep. do is we put out a contest where you have to only, you can only spend 43 K. And I've been finding that if I, 
spend my time and I build that lineup and I start with those seven guys or six guys. And then I just start to then go find, you know, five to 10 other guys. And I start putting my lineups together. They've been really good. Yep. But the six guys I picked last week all missed the cut. So <laughs> it was like my core six was horrible. Yeah. yeah so. And that, you know, that's, it happens, man. Like the, the, it's got people, pga tfs is not easy especially with the 65 rule like there's it it hasn't come into play every single week but there's been a couple of weeks this year that it really like significantly made a difference where you would have got an extra round out of a guy even if they mdf'd and it it definitely has been um you know the six to six numbers have been have been down for most of the most of the tournaments and i think this week it's going to be really low because i feel like there's always a couple of chalky options that missed the cut here for, for clarity purposes. I think it's amazing. I love it. I, I was never a fan of the MDF. Oh yeah, for sure. That that's the, it's the worst. That was the dumbest thing ever. It, it's, it's definitely a, an upgrade, but it definitely has made the game a little bit harder. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So, all right, let's, uh, let's hit these over unders and uh, see, see where we're at. We have Terrell Hatton, 9k obviously coming off the win last week um has been very vocal about the fact that he is going to uh going to be celebrating this week for most of the week um i put the i put the over under for his finished position at 17 and a half which uh which way are you leaning here oh do you ever see the princess bride the movie Yep. Remember that scene where they, they've got the poise and he's like, well, am I putting this in front of you because you thought I'd put this in front of you? So I'm like trying to think of like, okay, I want to be right here. So should I say what I don't believe? But then by saying what I don't believe, will I actually make it wrong? So my gut says that, no, he's not going to be 16 or he's not going to finish in the top 17. I just, I never like guys coming off of a win, especially their first PGA tour win. Yeah. Now he's won in the past, but I also said that about him the week before, you know? Yeah, so he's, he's also a different dude, man. Like he's, he's just like a completely different breed of human. Like the, the way that he, the number of events that he plays, like if there's a guy who can just sort of grind it out, no matter what else is going on, I feel like it's, it's Sunday. I was chatting with a buddy today and I said that I think I would literally shoot myself in the face if I had to play PGA national in contention, Bay Hill in contention, and then TPC Sawgrass in contention three weeks in a row. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough ask. Not going to lie, but I'm a computer geek and not a professional uh, golfer. (laughs) So there, there is that, but yeah. So so I'm going to say that he's going to be over, which means that it'll probably be under going by my uh, princess bride analogy. I like it. I, but what do I'm, you think? I'm going to take the over. I, I just, for, for most of the reasons that you just said, I, I just, I fade the guys that are coming off the win. Re, you know, recency bias tells you that it's not the, uh, not the smart play because Eam just did it, but it's, you know, that those are few and far between. I feel like, I could I could probably pull it up at some point. Maybe I'll tweet that out later. Um, but it's not 
it's no guarantee. Like you think, oh, great, like guys playing well and they just won, but it's it's just a different thing. Like Hovland couldn't do it. You know, it, it it's there's a long list of guys who disappoint the next week. He could he could still be in the top twenty five and this would still be an over. So it's not like we're saying, you know, he's gonna he's gonna miss the cut and shoot like eighty four, eighty four. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I, I lean towards the over here. Um, what about my boy, Gary, 8,300 over under 26 and a half. You set some good lines here. Like <laughs> I wish you just said, make the cut or didn't make the cut. <laughs> I don't know that I'd, I'd be more decisive on that anyways, but the guy's been pretty solid. He's only had two of three of his last five starts have been over 26 and a half. So. Actually, because of that, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to just say his his streak is done. All right, that's fine. I I mean for for the brand, I have to I have to go under. He I I do think that he's a little bit um a little bit on the underpriced side. Like he's he's underneath a couple of guys who are playing. I I mean like Justin Rose. Like why are, why is Justin Rose 8700? He's not good um but yeah i i think that he you could make an argument that he could be closer to like you know ricky fowler's price um so i'll i'll go under with him uh what about our boy joel down at 6600 i i put it at 48 and a half so more or less uh you know may make a cut um, under you're probably good that one's an under getting after it you, yeah getting after that, good? One. that one that one i like that one i like a lot yeah, I'm I'm with you on the under. I think that he has a has a good fit. I think that he is um another guy that's just just sort of underpriced. Like obviously this is a way stronger field than we've seen um this year. I think the the official world golf rankings have it like 200 strength of field points um past anything that that we've seen this year. So, uh big time fields, but uh he's He's a he's a cut maker. He's a, he's he's going to be fine. Um, no, I, I completely agree. I was today. I was wearing a shirt, and I noticed that like when I wasn't tucked in, it looked really stupid. Do you ever have that <laughs> issue? Actually, funny, funny you mentioned that. You know, because sometimes these traditional button ups look long and baggy, and that's because they weren't meant to be worn that way, right? Like. So we need a solution to this problem. Untucked I shirts, do. I unt- need a solution. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. I literally have this argument with my wife constantly because I know that it doesn't look good. But if I'm wearing jeans, I'm not tucking in a button down shirt to my jeans. So untuck it has a solution. There's more than 50 fit combinations. They look great on tall guys, short guys, slim guys, athletic guys. It doesn't matter. You can try it for yourself right now if you go to untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. And they even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the United States. So make sure you head over there and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off. All right. What a, what a segue. What a, what a professional. You're, you're new in the podcasting world, and you just you really set it up on a tee. I actually had that. no idea you were going into that diatribe. I was literally thinking, like, <laughs> I, hate, I hate when I'm wearing a button-up shirt and I'm, like, going to the bathroom, and it's like you got to, like, fling the stuff behind your shoulder. And No, this, that's amazing. 
What was the link again? Can you give me the link one more time? Crazy timing. It's untuckit.com and it's a promo code blue wire, 20% off who, who could in their right mind, who could sit there and say, you know what? I, I don't want 20% off my first order. It's crazy. That's I I want 20%. (laughs) All right. Um, Blue wire, right? Blue wire. Yes. All one word. Like blue with an E or blue, like without a, E with like Bluetooth. Blue with an E. I think Bluetooth has an E also. Damn it! Yeah, I'm (laughs) reasonably sure. Oh, Blu-ray. That's what I was thinking of. Blu-ray does. Blu-ray is E-less. Bluetooth is E-full. Yes. First time in podcast history, someone asked to clarify the spelling (laughs) of blue. Oh man! All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna skip over the uh, the mid range matchup. You gotta you gotta check the article for that tomorrow because we're running a little running a little long here. Which Noah Stenson? Oh man! Yeah, no, I I have I, I got burger, but you gotta you gotta read the article for uh, for the the uh, thought process there. Um, let's hit let's hit some GPP plays. Uh, some guys that we haven't talked about yet. Typically with Evan and I, we, uh, we just sort of go price by price. So looking at these 10K guys, we talked about DJ and Rory already. Is there somebody that you feel strongly about prioritizing up here? Is there somebody you feel strongly about fading? Um, what, are, what are you making of this five-figure range? So the guy that I'm going to say is Justin Thomas. Uh, you know, we were talking about DJ earlier who hasn't done much. I think JT's going to have a little bit of a – the shine is off of his luster a little bit because mm-hmm. he's missed two of his last four cuts. But if you look beyond that, the dude's ridiculous. He did have a six at Mexico. Granted, that's a smaller field. But that would be the guy that I think – I think that if you're going to – I think people are staying away from JT this week just because he's had those – yeah, which Two or four it, bad starts. any any sort of discount on D, on uh, JT is is definitely something that I'm interested in. He's he's ten eight. Um, he's second in the power ranking model uh, this week, so he's definitely a guy that I am going to be um, pretty heavily exposed to. Uh, quick thoughts on Brooks: Are you going anywhere near him? Um, you know that new. Uh... That Pick'em version of DraftKings. Oh, the tiers? Yeah, the tiers. Yep. I'm playing a little of them in there just because I'm kind of just trying to go a little contrarian. Then it's and and in those two, I'm doing a little DJ too, just because I feel like it's not costing me to be able to pick another guy I want at a different tier. Right. So I'll go and try to get I'll try to be a little contrarian on those guys because again. If they play great, I'm not going to be shocked. Right. Since they haven't been playing well lately. We all know they're capable of winning. Not only are they capable of winning, they're capable of, like, just blowing out the field. Right. You can you could see, you know, overpowering the course and just really, really sort of just uh, running away with everything. So I, I can get on board with that. I haven't looked at the tiers yet. I, I may write up a quick article tonight if I get to it um once i look through it but it's it's definitely an interesting format i'm hoping that they uh that they they stick with it and the only other thing we're asking is that they add captain pricing to showdown as soon as humanly possible 
Uh, Add what? Like captain pricing. Like they do it in the other sports where it's, you know, you get, you pick one guy that you get one and a half times as many points for, but you pay the extra salary. Um, they, they need to add that to the golf. Cause there's just too, there's too many duplicated lineups in, in showdown and it adds another layer sort of of strategy, but that's, uh, I've been banging this drum for a while and it hasn't, nobody's really been listening. So <laughs> I'm cross-eyed right now, but that's all right. I, I don't do a lot of showdown. So yeah, we, I, I just recently got into it, uh, over the past like month or two. So it's, um, Again, definitely, definitely something that needs to be, uh, we need to dig into a little bit more, but I think that there's some edges in, uh, in showdown that hopefully we can, uh, we can make some money off of in the coming months. Um, any, anybody in this nine K range, like the, these are all guys that on a regular week would be five figures. Um, I, personally, I, I know I keep kicking it to you first, so I'll, I'll go first this time. Thank you. I Thank know. You. Uh, <laughs> I know. Like Webb is just sort of uh, like beyond o- almost everybody in the field for me. The power ranking score has him fourth, uh, and he's a guy I think that's that's pretty undervalued all the way down at ninety two hundred. I know I'm going to have a significant chunk of him uh, this week for sure. And outside of that, I think that there's like Cantley is a step above the rest, and then the other the other couple guys in that range are just sort of the same dude to me uh, coming into this week. What uh, what about you? Do you have a favorite in the nine k? Well, obviously, I mean you've got the web, so that he's a popular pick. You got uh, Cantley, he's a popular pick. Um, I like. I like Bryson a lot. That guy's just been – he's been almost as hot as Rory has been. I mean, he just happens to have a a 50th and a missed cut in his last 10 rounds. Right. But other than that, he's got a 4th, 2nd, 5th, 4th, 15th, 13th. I mean, that dude's been playing great too. I hate him. But <laughs> if he makes my lineups good. I mean, like, yeah, he's just super solid. Putts well on Bermuda. Doesn't care how diff- he actually plays better the more difficult the course plays. Yeah. So, but he's still coming in at probably around twenty percent too. So it's not like you're going to be gaining a whole lot on the field either. But that's that's one that I like. Yeah, I, I can get on board with some Bryson. I I think he's he's probably like a match the field uh, sort of exposure for me this week. But um, can definitely definitely see the logic there. What about um, the, this this 8K range again? Like even these guys, some of them we're, we're used to seeing like pushing, you know, $9,500, $9,800. We have Decky up here. Decky and Eam, and I guess you could really throw in Reed there. That's sort of like the the top tier for me. And then, um, it, you know, it, it, sort of, it sort of rapidly drops off <coughs> to, to Sergio. Sergio is not a... Not somebody that I'm, and Louie, not a couple of guys that I'm particularly interested in this week. Um, well, well, since you guaranteed that Gary Woodland was going to place better than 26 and a half, I'm going to probably go on him too. But I wasn't until you guaranteed it and said that if, I did if, he, didn't, if he didn't finish better than that, you'd, I don't know, never mind. I'll start, I, can't, I'll start I, I was going to come with something really like vulgar and it's like, no, he's got <laughs> sponsors now. I need to watch my mouth. Appreciate it. Yeah. I had to, uh, 
Got got to keep got to keep the big guys happy, you know. Yes, absolutely. I love untucked shirts. By the way, <laughs> I I ordered one when he mentioned it, and it's already here. And Amazing. they look fantastic. Just customer service in spades. It's unbelievable. It is. It is really good. And I placed three three uh, bets already too on Bet Online. There you go. How could you not? I signed up using Blue Wire as my promo code. <laughs> it's awesome guys check yep, it out and there there is an e in blue wire for those of you that yes. were that were curious <laughs> <laughs> damn oh, it all right let's uh let's hit the the sub sub 8k we get into some guys that um obviously you know all the way up at the top i think the most popular of this range uh, i think the most popular guy is probably trending to be morikawa um hell yeah what uh are you in hell yeah the dude hasn't missed a cut as a pro that's pretty that's pretty good i mean if you're if you're into that i think that that's uh well you know you know that cuts made is the most predictive stat measure there is correct well yeah no 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 not really but anyways the butt point is is that the dude's been solid he's been he's like him but hasn't won or has he won shit yeah he did win he did win yeah i mean what was it like the Barracuda or something? That was all right. Yeah. Okay. So he kind of won. Kind of won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it still counts for all intents and purposes. Just, yeah. It's not like, you know, it's a little bit Puerto Rico open ish, but whatever. I mean, listen, that was like his sixth or seventh start or something stupid. Like, yeah. it, that's still, still impressive to me. Um, uh, the other guy that I really like in like the mid sevens, I- I've been on Scotty Scheffler. Uh, and I don't really see myself getting off anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scotty Scheffler in our 43K challenge, he's been kind of coming up a lot. He tends to kind of fall into that range where you can normally roster him pretty easily. And it's once you find guys that are kind of in that range that are a little riskier plays, but you've been playing them and you at least know what the risk level is that you're going with, I, I like that. Right. You know, it's like all these guys are risky, but at least you know what your risk is and going on instead of just like hopping on to some other new risky play. For like sure. At least you've been following them. You've been watching me know how they can be volatile here or there and you know what you're getting. So I like that about him. A lot. Yeah. I mean, he, he also has like DraftKings scoring upside in general. Like he, he had three Eagles last week um, and outscored like some of the guys in the top five. Uh, mm. you know, like finish position wise. So he, he definitely can get after it on the par fives. Um, and he had, he had that dumb stretch. I think it was on Saturday. It was either Friday or Saturday. He went Eagle on 16 and then double, double on 17 and 18, which was a little tilting, but, <laughs> um, for, for the most part, it seems like, you know, he's, I think he's appropriately aggressive. He's not like dumb aggressive. So he's a guy that I'm, I'm willing to pay 7,500 for, um, and sort of, you know, feel, feel like I'm, I got a pretty good shot at a made cut there. Uh, any, any other like sort of real bargain guys that you are interested in like 75 and under. So I'm going to have to give a shout out to my buddy Rhino. So we haven't mentioned, I also have a podcast called nice shot pods and it doesn't compete with you guys. Cause we come out about, five to six hours before you guys do. So you've got plenty of time to listen to nice shot pods. While you listen you're to waiting. it a couple times. Yes. You can listen to it twice. Go back, listen to the other ones. 
go set your lineups for all the stupid games we have. But my buddy Rhino, who's on there, he's got – so this week in our Nassau match, he went with Billy Ho. He dropped hmm. all the way down to Billy Ho in that where there's no salary cap or something. So he's high on him. But the other one was Bern Wiesberger at – see, 7,100? Let me see. Yeah, 7,100, number 21 in the world. Lately, he's been on fire in on the European tour. Yep. That's – that's like pretty it. good value right there. So, so I'm going to give a shout out to Rhino. I didn't, I didn't come up with that, but he, he got me enlightened and I'm, I'm there now. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. I think, I think really through the seven K range, you, you can find a lot of, of guys that, that are definitely worth your consideration. Um, I like it really like a lot cheaper. I like Denny McCarthy a little bit at 6,700. Um, the car dealer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so nobody gets that, but us, but so in, in Minnesota, there's a car, there's two like car dealer Kings. There's Denny Hecker and Wally McCarthy. And so we've got Denny McCarthy. There you go. There we go. So he's the car dealer. No one else gets it, but it's hilarious like it. if you live in Minnesota and I'm guessing that at least 50% of your audience does live in Minnesota because that's where all the DFSers play. Yeah, it's a, there's, there's definitely, I'll, I'll look at the map later, but there's definitely a, a significant number of downloads from, uh, from that great state. Um, it's so awesome. All right. Except let's, for it's uh, snowing right now. Like yeah, that's big not, ass flakes. That's okay. Sorry. Let's finish. Let's keep no, going no worries. Here. We, uh, all right, let's, let's hit our cash locks here and, uh, and we'll wrap up. So the cash locks, two guys that you are willing to, potentially go hundred percent on um just no no five figure guys so i misread this when you sent me the notes i'm just gonna read you my guy my i have four guys okay <laughs> so i got i got dominant 66 i mean he's got two consecutive top fives yep. 12th at the players last year too so he's got a little bit of history everybody's kind of worried that you need to see this course a little bit he's been oh, there he's Don't seen get me it. started here moose Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> no, go ahead. It's fine. It's well, no, fine. so so here's everybody's, the thing. So everybody's heard the rant. It's fine. No, it's not necessarily course history. Like so Pete Dye course I know in what particular. You mean. I got you. I got you. Just knowing where you can miss. Not necessarily like actually yeah. playing well there, but like having experience on the course because they can be intimidating off the tee. I play out at Hazeltine, and one of the toughest things is that when you first start playing there, you think that you've always got this six-inch spot to land your ball in to have any sort of chance, and so you start trying to get way too cute, and then you start to realize that, oh, no, I've got a little bit more. I need to just hit a golf shot, and that's that's what it is. It's not necessarily that this guy's played well here before, right. but he's played here before, and he also happened to have played here well before, so that's good. Not my selling point. It was – it was the two consecutive top fives at 6,600, which is really selling me. Yep. Patrick Reed, I love him here. There's a lot of sand. So, now the downside is they are – do you see that uh, they're going to be broadcasting every single shot of every hole? Yes. So, he's That's definitely going to awesome. get caught cheating at some point. So, so, that could be a downfall to him too, but at the same time, there's a lot of sand. So, maybe if they don't have it, he'll, he'll be all right. <laughs> uh, Colin Marikawa, like I said – uh, I call him M 
And then Daniel Berger, who's had a fourth at the Honda, fifth at the 18th. Again, I don't play cash games, so these might be GPP plays too. So I'm sorry. But no, that's I'm- that's fine. I we literally like I I mentioned two of the guys that I am definitely gonna be like up in the in the 60 to 80 percent range across all my lineups here and that's that counts for gpps too i just call it cash locks because like if you're that exposed to them in gpps you're probably you would probably play them in cash as well now full disclosure i don't know that i ever really get above 60 percent on anybody but i play fewer guys right so like i can see if you're playing 40 guys you need to be over 80 percent on a couple guys Otherwise, you're just going to be matching the field. I like to keep it to like a tighter, like 15 to 20. And I try to get maybe one or two guys in that 60% and then kind of around 30 or 40. So like in the end, I'm still overweight on everybody. Right. But yeah. So anyway, so those were my four. So Daniel Berger, Colin Marcala. Patrick top five in the world read and Joel, is it Damon or Damon? I think it's Damon, okay. but I've, I've Matt's, said both for sure. Matt's cousin then. Oh God. <laughs> Let's do it. What do you got? Who I'm, are your lock? Lock of the week. My, my two are our Webb Simpson and Daniel Berger. I, I just web is way too, way too cheap he should be 10k over dj for sure and um yeah burger burger just seems like he's one of those guys that you just have to get on uh you know on the right times and this this feels like he's in the middle of a streak here that he's uh he's gonna be playing pretty well so he's those are my two guys um obviously make sure that you are checking out the article to see some of the other GPP plays that I write up. Make sure you also, if you're not already, you head over to Fantasy National and get signed up. And uh, I'll throw a I'll throw a link in the show notes to uh, the the NASA.golf as well, so that you can check that out when you uh, when you get a chance. So Moose, thanks again. Do it this week, and you can win a free lifetime membership. It takes three minutes, and it's awesome, and you're gonna love it. There you go. What what could possibly go wrong? It's a free game where you just pick a golfer. Like what? I don't understand what you would possibly have to lose by doing this. Um, last thing before we sign off. Yep. Can I just just because it feels wrong? If it, Evan, that was so stupid. Why did you say that? God, Evan, you're such an. Oh idiot. my like, God, you, Evan. You can't even pronounce the guy's name, Evan. Oh, come on, man. And like, you what? think that he? Oh. Oh my God. Wow. Jesus, Evan. Okay. Evan. Wow, really problematic in 2020, Evan. <laughs> really shouldn't be saying things like that. Now, now, now I feel complete. Perfect. All right, Moose, thanks Thanks again. As always, you. you can find him on Twitter at the Mooseonomics and Fantasy National, all that good stuff. And other than that, good luck this week, and we will talk soon. See you.